a very warm welcome to you lovely lot who are taking the time out of your very busy lives to listen to my humble podcast, Near Perfect Pitch. Episode 53, yep, 53, it's coming your way. Over three hours of uh, new releases, decent tunage and uh, a top, top chat with uh, with Mike Ellis and I'll get into that in just, the, uh, just a couple of moments actually. Let me tell you, let me tell you as I fade out the wonderful fan club here. I'm sitting here in the studio, fresh off the news uh, that we've lost Walter Becker today, which is uh, which is tragic. Another another wonderful musician that we have lost uh, to the next world. And um, if you're like me, my biggest fear in the next world is that there better be music and there better be football. Otherwise, I, I honestly don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Uh, aside from that uh, fickle nonsense, in, in, in all seriousness, very, very sad news concerning Walter Becker. Haven't had time enough to be able to put something together that uh, would remotely resemble something that, that would uh, have a, a passing as being a, a tribute. So I'll have to go back a few weeks when I played uh, some, some Super Furry Animals with, uh, with a wonderful uh, sample for The Man Don't Give a, a Fuck uh, and uh, have, to, have to leave it at that. New release-wise this week, we've got an absolute litany, a tonnage, a slew, as they say, uh, to get through. Uh, and I can't make any promises because I've got uh, more songs here than I have the right to play in any given uh, three-hour time. Time frame. Um, so I'm hoping to play something by uh, Forever Fatal, or Fatal, depending on how you pronounce it. Uh, it's uh, something I came across on, on Tinterweb and um, on SoundCloud, uh, as a matter of fact, and a wonderful track called She's Like Heroin. I want to share that with you. Um, New Mogwai. Fan Dabidoozine. That's great news. So we're going to be hearing something off uh, the new uh, the new LP, Every Country's Son. Going to be hearing also some new stuff from Milburn, their second teaser track for their uh, long-awaited third record, which has been a long time in the making. Some new OMD, some new orchestral manoeuvres in the dark. Going to hear Isotope. Some new clientele, or clientele, for you linguists. Uh, LCD sound system, I know it's been played a lot, but I'm going to play it any road. Uh, tonight is new, and it's a very, very good. Uh, Billy Bragg is releasing, uh, well, a single every month uh, on iTunes. Uh, for the foreseeable, I think, I'm going to do some more research into that. Anyway, the latest one is uh, Why We Build the Wall, an uh, Anna uh, Mitchell song, uh, a cover version, if you like. So uh, we're going to be hearing that. That's a new release, uh, fresh this week. Will you be there by the lovely Sherlock's. We'll be hearing them as well. That's new. And I have to tell you that this episode, episode 53, is brought to you by uh, Mike Ellis, the Vril Society and the Custard Cream. Yep, talking to the Vril Society at the end of the programme. What, what, what a band. Um, and if you listen to the programme, you will know all about them because I think I've played everything they've uh, recorded thus far. Played the latest single last week. I'll be playing three songs to surround the interview at the end of the programme, which is always where the interviews are housed. Kicking things off this week with a little bit of this.
you be there? That's the Sherlocks, isn't it? And that is uh, fresh off their brand new and debut release uh, entitled uh, Live for the Moment. And that was a single that was actually released last year, but uh, is a part of the, the album release, which is this year. That makes sense. Last year was a single. This year's the album. Uh, uh, kick things off with the wonderful Closed Lobsters, their sixth single on Fire Records from 1989, Nature of Things. And I was a bit worried, actually, that it wouldn't play because uh, I was looking for the LP to play this song. And uh, my my, uh, my organisation at home leaves a lot to be desired. I really do have to take a few days off work just to uh, get into the alphabetization aspect of... Uh, trying to get a semblance of organisation into my uh, into my collection. It's uh, it's reasonably organised in that I know where m- the majority of things are, uh, but if I don't, I just plain and simply don't. Anyway, so it's one of those uh, old uh, three-inch CDs that you often had to play in a player with the little, uh, little holder-type thingy that made it into a five-inch CD. Anyway, it played because you heard it, didn't you? Um, I'll tell you what else is coming up in the programme. We've got, uh, we've got some Peel sessions, uh, and in actual fact, we've just got the one Peel session. We're going to be playing something by Velocity Girl. That's going to be our, uh, our weekly Peel track. Um, we've got some beat coming up. You can hear me shuffling in the background. That's because, as I mentioned at the beginning of the programme, I put together loads more songs than I can actually get to. So uh, there might be some, uh, some changes afoot uh, as uh, the three hours unfolds. Uh, some Telstar Ponies. Definitely going to hear some Smithereens. Always going to be our obligatory fall off track. We got uh, some wedding present, and I will not bump that. That is going to get played. Possibly uh, some uh, some goodbye, Mr. McKenzie. Some uh, some Duffy. And what else we got here? Oh, the blue tones. I'll definitely get to the blue tones. Uh, had a request for some cult. Had a request uh, uh, for some Astrid as well. So I might get to those, amongst other things. Lots to look forward to. Coming up next, Suede. <laughs> Okay. 
Fantastic, that is, that is Hoodie Gurus from their debut long player, Hoodie Gurus from Sydney, Australia, and that's off their WLP, Stone Age Romeos, which came out in uh, 1984 on Aria Records. I Want You Back. First of all, singles from their fourth LP preceded that, that suede from uh, Head Music, their fourth album, and a track called Electricity. And before that, of course, the Sherlock's preceded by Closed Lobsters, four songs in. New stuff from Mogwai just around the corner from their ninth LP. Their ninth LP is entitled Every Country's Son, released last week. And in keeping with, with Mogwai, uh, I think it's fairly, fairly um, accurate to say that Mogwai have not released a bad record ever, ever. And this is uh, very much in the same vein. It's a wonderful, wonderful LP, and we'll get to that track uh, momentarily. I should remind you also about uh, nearperfectpitch.com. If you're listening, then you've obviously found the programme. But uh, I'm trying my level best to try and make the programme better week after week, despite uh, falling foul to some uh, technical uh, difficulties in the past little while, which uh, as I'm trying to find some wood to tap here. 
hope they won't uh, rear their ugly heads again, at least not for, not for a long while. Um, so I want to get more listeners. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, so if you could uh, recommend the little programme that I do on a weekly basis to your friends, family, musos and, uh, and people who you reckon have got similar tastes, I'd be very grateful. You can listen on uh, iTunes. You can listen on Google Play, Podbean, TuneIn Radio. You can even listen on the Anfield Network, nifty little app, nifty little uh, website as well that aggregates uh, a lot of uh, football and Liverpool content for those of you who care. Sorry to all my mank friends, but uh, sometimes it has to come out, doesn't it, really? Uh, and uh, hopefully getting some more platforms as uh, as time progresses. Nearperfectpitch at gmail.com is how you can get hold of me. Uh, and that's, uh, that's an easy thing to do. I reply to every single email and I play requests. I actually do get them and play them. Here's some Mogwai.
vocal talents of Mark Morris. Uh, that's the Blue Tones. And that is uh, pulled off their second LP, Return to the Last Chance Saloon on Superior Quality Recordings. Yes, Superior Quality. And that was the first single off uh, their second LP. And before we heard the Blue Tones, Mogwai from their brand spanking new LP. Every Country's Son and an LP track, Crossing the Road Material. Gorgeous, layered, crafted brilliance. Uh, so, needless to say, you can probably predict with uh, reasonable certainty that I'm going to say, I highly recommend purchasing that record. Well, I do. Go out and buy it. Wonderful stuff. Stuart Braithwaite and the whole mob back in fine, fine form. Uh, next, New York uh, LCD Sound System. Their fourth studio LP was released two days ago. Here's tonight. Everybody sing the same song. It goes tonight, 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 tonight. I never realized these artists thought so much about dying. But truth be told, we all have the same end Could make you cry, 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 cry But I'm telling you, this is the best news You're getting all week Oh sure, it's ruling the airwaves What remains of the airwaves And we're frankly thankful for the market psychology You're hipping us to But all the hits are saying the same thing There's only tonight, 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 tonight Man, life is finite But shit, it feels like forever It feels like forever And what? 
stuff that's the wedding present from 1987 their fifth single on reception records and uh, a single that also featured on uh, their magnificent debut record george best my favorite dress the name of that single and the name of that song uh, george best was their first studio uh, record uh, it was preceded by uh, tommy which was a compilation of their first four singles on uh, reception records with uh, some session tracks chucked on there as well. Um, and of course, before that, we heard LCD Sound System off their brand Spanking New of two days ago, uh, American Dream, that is uh, tonight. How many songs have we done? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight songs in. Orchestral Manoeuvres in the Dark have a new record out, their 13th studio LP, if you can believe that, entitled The Punishment of Luxury. They're just about to embark on a European tour to be followed by a North American tour. They have three singles off the record thus far, uh, and I'm going to play this one for you next. (laughs) 
International System of Typographic Picture Education International System of Typographic Picture Education
the Smithereens from New Jersey. A girl like you. That's a request uh, for uh, Stephen in Detroit. Thanks for emailing me, mate. Uh, Nearperfectpitch at gmail.com. Dreams can come true, you know. Um, and uh, that's a single off their uh, third LP, entitled, confusingly enough, Eleven, uh, from 1989. And prior to hearing uh, the Smithereens track, we heard OMD, Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, from their brand new LP as well. Uh, we got a bunch of brand new LPs to, to uh, refer to and uh, play records from today. The Punishment of Luxury and uh, Isotype. I think I made uh, uh, a slip of the old tongue earlier and called it Isotope. It's Isotype is the name of that uh, particular song. One of three singles thus far off the record. Next, it's time for some Billy Bragg covering uh, an Anais Mitchell song, Why We Build the Wall. Lyrically, very poignant, very nice song uh, in its original format, but uh, I do like a bit of Billy Bragg. Uh, and uh, what we're going to hear after that, I think we're going to hear something by the beat. Get, uh, get a bit of scar in there before the end of the programme. <laughs> Never done my children. 
children, my children, and the war is never won. The enemy is poverty, and the wall keeps out the enemy. And we build the wall to keep us free. That's why we build the wall. We build the wall to keep us free. We build the wall to keep us free. From 1980. That's the beat. And uh, Best Friend, that's part of uh, a double A side. 
uh, the other side being Standout Margaret. Uh, and uh, the double A side actually featured the dub version of, of Standout Margaret. Uh, and that came out in 80, as I said, and features on their debut long player, I Just Can't Stop It, from the same year. And uh, William, Billy Bragg, before that, with uh, we sorry, Why We Build the Wall, not We Build the Wall, but Why We Build the Wall, um, an original song by uh, Anais uh, Mitchell, uh, but uh, covered quite lovelyly. Is that a word, even? Lovelyly, uh, by Billy Bragg. And um, he's releasing a series of singles every month, and I don't know what the rhyme or reason is behind it. I should re- have probably researched that further, should I, before I uh, started to, uh, to broadcast. But uh, I've got the three thus far, and I would expect there's going to be another one next month and the month after that. And uh, 12 songs in now. Stay tuned, because we've got a belter of an interview with Michael Ellis of uh, The Real Society um, from Liverpool, a band that have uh, taken their time and uh, for good reason. They have released a spate of singles uh, over the course of the past two and a half years as the Vril Society. Uh, as you will find out too, there's going to be a, uh, a debut long player in January, which uh, I'm thoroughly looking forward to. So stay tuned uh, for that chat with Michael at the end of the programme. Lots more to get to. Uh, some more new releases even. I mean, there's been a ton, and I've even had to bump some to uh, to next week, actually, because there's just been an absolute uh, tonnage of new releases. Of, of course, not going to play them all, but uh, the ones that I reckon are worth playing and the ones that are non-mainstream, because what I try and do here is be the antithesis of your regular radio program. So, uh, you know, what those guys do on FM radio, they're uh, you're not going to hear here. Ever, ever, ever. Right, so uh, next, the clientele, the clientele, le, you know, you know, put the accent on, it sounds a lot better, doesn't it? But they're back after a seven-year absence uh, with their eighth LP, if you can believe it. And here's a song, and a good one at that, called Everyone You Meet. i 
past the quite brilliant Matt Flint and his band Revolver. And that's uh, from his first EP, their first single, Revolver's first single from 1991, from the 45 EP on Hut Records. And Heaven Sent an Angel is the name of that gem. And uh, prior to that, Wispy, Faye, and uh, super, super emotive stuff by uh, the clientele, the clientele, clientele, whatever, um, from music for the age of miracles their latest lp and uh, their first lp in seven years trying to get them on the program actually a big fan of uh, of the clientele and uh, would love to have a chat to share with you so i'll keep chiseling away at that one um and before that it was the beat wasn't it uh, preceded by billy bragg it's time of the program now where we're going to play uh, appeal session track from the vaults going to go back the sub pop era um, from 1993, and not a British band, but uh, an American band, but a damn good band at that. Uh, we're going to hear something by Velocity Girl, and uh, specifically, we're going to hear Crazy Town, which was their fourth single, of course, on sub pop, which appeared on their 93 uh, debut long player, Copacetic.
single from 1981, Lie Dream of a Casino Soul, uh, The Mighty, Mighty, The Fall. No show is complete without a track by the aforementioned. And uh, before we heard the full track, we heard Crazy Town by Velocity Girl from uh, Maryland. Uh, I still call it Maryland. I just have a difficulty in calling it Maryland, but if you go down there and say you know where Maryland is, that you get uh, you get a look like you've just landed on from a spaceship or something. Anyway, they're from Maryland. Uh, fourth single uh, that uh, appeared on the Sub Pop label and also appears on their debut long player, 1993's Copacetic, and that was a Peel Session version of uh, Crazy Town from February 1993. It's hat-trick time now which means you've got three in a row without having to listen to my tedious, tedious voice. And we'll kick things off with, uh, with this particular piece. Now that threw you for a loop, didn't it? Because it's, kind of it's kind of a double dip, is what it is. Uh, and what I mean by that is, um, Tinterweb time is when I share with you something that I've uh, come across uh, in the days prior to any given broadcast, and uh, I share it with you, and it's usually a, a you know a URL that's something music related. Well, in this instance, it is just that, but it's actually a uh, an artist that I've stumbled upon, uh, and she has a four tracker out on uh, out on uh, SoundCloud. You can only listen to it; you can't download it. Although you know there are ways and means, and the artist concerned uh, is entitled Forever. Fatal, and uh, we're going to hear a song called "She's Like Heroin." And I'm going to give you, of course, as I do with all Tinterweb Time uh, URLs, I'm going to give you the URL um, in the show notes. So, in case you don't know what I'm talking about, um, each and every week I not just play the songs for you, but I also line list them so you know who sung what. All the hashtags are there. All the links are there. Uh, all the important links by which you can uh, then click through and then find the artist materials. Anything that, that I deem useful that's related to what I play, I will include in the show notes. So I will dutifully put in the uh, SoundCloud cloud link rather to um, this particular artist site, Forever Fatale. And we'll start the hat trick off this week with She's Like Heroin. <laughs>
That was uh, Astrid from uh, from Glasgow, from their first 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 full length record. As I adjust the microphone here, very very unprofessionally, uh, Plastic Skull, the name of that song from Strange Weather Lately, from 1999, on Fantastic Plastic Records, no less. Before that, uh, the sixth single by Salad, Motorbike to Heaven, from 1995, on Island Records, and preceded by the first song. In the hat trick, she's like heroin by Forever Fatal, and I think I made another slip of tongue by saying uh, Femme Fatale. Could could be wrong, but uh, must have Velvet Underground on the on the brain. Anyway, that was our hat trick this week. Uh, Forever Fatal, Salad, and Astrid. Now it's time for our cover version of the week. This week. It's uh, it's an odd one. I've not heard it for a long, long time, actually, and this will be the first time that I've heard it in a long, long time by playing it right now. Good with, with, and giving And the spiders 
Top Bananas. That's James. What for? And let me tell you about this. Now, their first two records are very, very hard to find, up until now, that is, because Cherry Red Records, as is the norm with them, they have lovingly put a lot of sweat, energy, tears, uh, and uh, a lot of research in the packaging as well behind this lovely reissue which was released just uh, a couple of weeks ago called Just Hipper. And what it is, is uh, the complete Sire and Blanco Inegro recordings. All of James's work. Uh, essentially, Stutter and uh, Strip Mine, uh, the two albums concerned, which are very, very hard to get hold of. And uh, they're all here in their entirety with extra tracks, B-sides, etc., etc. And as I say, Cherry Red is the norm with them. They've done a sterling, sterling job. So just hipper. Get it. It's a fold-out digipack. It's a double CD. And uh, it's that super, super rare James stuff that if you weren't around at the time and bought it as as it was current, you'd probably had a tough time trying to get your hands on it since. But no longer. Look no further than uh, Cherry Red Records. Uh, I think it's a dot com. Let me look that up. Actually, I'm not going to bother looking it up. You can find Cherry Red Records on your own, can't you? Not exactly uh, rocket science. Uh, I did forget to mention, I think, uh, regarding the Forever Fatale, that soundcloud.com slash Forever Fatale, and you get her four tracks there, one of which is actually called uh, uh, David Bowie, um, which is kind of a segue into the cover me that we heard. We heard Bauhaus. Uh, prior to hearing the James track, their rendition of Ziggy Stardust, a non-LP single that was released in 1982. So I think, going backwards, we've just heard James, we've heard Bauhaus, we've heard Astrid, Salad, and uh, Forever Fadhal. Uh, next, Milburn. They've been away for about 10 years. They had uh, two records out uh, in uh, the mid-2000s, namely Well, 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 uh, in 2006 and these are the facts released in 2007 both on Mercury Records they've been away for a good 10 years but if you go to pledgemusic.com slash project slash Milburn hyphen new hyphen album you'll find their latest works you can pledge and purchase accordingly and here's a song from the soon to be released third LP by Milburn a song uh, entitled Nothing For You <coughs>
last request for Debbie in Montreal. Thanks for uh, emailing me, Debbie. That is, uh, of course, the Cult Revolution third single and uh, the last single of 1985's epic Love LP. And uh, that was preceded by Milburn with new stuff from their forthcoming, yet-to-be-released third album after a... Uh, uh, it's lengthy, lengthy hiatus, actually. Uh, and uh, you can get that at Pledge Music. Just search Milburn with one L on, on Pledge Music and you will be uh, in loop, as it were. We're nearly at the end of the programme. We've got a few songs to get to and actually we've got to, got to attack the essential wax, which this week is uh, is Embrace. haven't even uh, mentioned that. haven't made mention of it at all during the course of the programme. But that is coming. So once that's out of the way, we can get into the nitty-gritty of uh, the Vril Society, which I know you're going to enjoy immensely. So, up next, Duffy. Now, Duffy is uh, Stephen Tintin Duffy, uh, famous for being the guy who left Duran Duran prior to them, or just prior to them, exploding uh, and becoming the act that they were in uh, the early 80s and starting off the whole uh, new romantic thing. Um, but he has, uh, has released uh, just a tonnage of records, and if you're a completist, then uh, I, uh, I tip my hat to you, because I am far from it, but I've got a fair amount of his work. Um, so obviously Duran Duran, but he's operated under the name of Tintin and Stephen Tintin Duffy, as he has Dr. Calculus and uh, The Lilac Time. Uh, under the guise of The Lilac Time, I think, was the pinnacle of his of his output, in my humble opinion. Um, and um, he released this record that I'm going to play for you in, in 1998 on uh, Cooking Vinyl Records. It's a single from 98 and also appears on the LP entitled I Love My Friends, of which I have an autographed copy in my hand. Um, so that's a bit braggarty, isn't it? Sorry about that. But uh, that's uh, that's why I picked it up. It's just one of those things that caught my eye before I left today and thought, I haven't, I haven't heard that for ages. I think I'll play it. <laughs>
What comes first, the music or the words? Do you still see Kevin Lowell? I did ye split a mick of Lee, you and the lads in 10cc. Where did you get your name from? I go and ask Jonathan King. Sing, art for art's sake, Wall Street shuffle, rubber bullets and the deed and I. I'm not in love and dreadlock holiday. Will you tell me why, oh why did 1983 see the end of 10cc? I'll be wanting to play that for a long old while. That's Graham Goldman, ex of 10cc, from his third solo LP, entitled And Another Thing, uh, released in 2000 on uh, Dome Records. Now, 10cc, Stockport's finest sons, not a Manchester band, a Stockport band. Um, the, the, the classic um, members of the band are Graham Goldman, uh, Eric Stewart, and, of course, Kevin Godley and Lol Cream, who... Uh, later went on to huge success with uh, with Godly and Cream. Uh, Eric Stewart released four solo records and Graham Goldman released four as well, I think. Maybe three or four. No, four. I'm pretty sure it's four. Uh, anyway, and that's a little song for him just to shut up journalists about asking silly questions about uh, why 10cc split up, how they got their name, what your favourite colour is, all the stupid stuff that bands have to uh, answer when asked by... Uh, Probably not the best journalists on the planet. Anyway, that was uh, something I wanted to play for quite a while. And that was preceded by, as I mentioned before, from 1998 on Cooking Vinyl Records. That uh, is Duffy, a.k.a. Stephen Tintin Duffy, with You Are, a single uh, from I Love My Friends and a single in its own right from 1998. Nearly at the end of the programme where we're going to be talking to... Uh, to Michael Ellis from uh, the Real Society, I had a chat with him, and uh, you're going to hear the uh, the fruits of that very, very soon. Uh, but it's time now for our essential wax feature, and our essential wax feature this week is it's going to be Embrace. It's their first album, The Goodwill Out, that came out in '98 on Hut Records, produced by the wonderful Youth, also uh, aided and abetted by uh, Steve Osborne and uh, Dave uh, Crefield released seven singles they did off this album, which is kind of staggering, really, because uh, uh, there's only ten tracks on it. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, uh, it's been milked to the nth degree by the record company. Uh, a wonderful record it is. Uh, I'll get back to you and talk more about it after this track.
one big family. Let's embrace off the Goodwill Out from 1998, uh, our essential wax, our LP of the week this week. This is the record that I want you to go out and buy if you don't already own it. It's their first of six LPs. Uh, it was uh, followed by Drawn from Memory in 2000. Then uh, If You've uh, Never Been was out in uh, 2001. Out of Nothing came out in 2004, followed by This New Day in 2006. And self-titled Embrace came out in 2014. Now, they're uh, essentially a, a brother a brother team of uh, singer Danny and guitarist Richard McNamara, but they're also uh, aided by, of course, other people. Uh, there's Steve Firth on bass, uh, there's Mickey Dale on keyboards, and uh, Mike Heaton on drums, and the lineup has stayed uh, quite solid over the the duration there's not been any chopping or changing when it comes to that now i did mention earlier that this uh, record did spurn seven singles which being that it's only a 10 tracker it did reach uh, number one in the uk briefly but it did reach number one which is uh, which is a nice thing to have uh, under your belt isn't it really uh, and it's nice to have a number one record that is a decent record which is uh, in uh, in recent times has been very very few and far between any road time for another track uh, and this particular one i'm going to be playing you is retread my girl is just a retread i lost her when i hit the Say, 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 say
single from last year entitled Perfect Rhythm and I'll give you all the URLs in a second that pertain to the Real Society and uh, go into a little bit of banter about to the forthcoming interview with uh, with Michael but uh, must tie things up with regards to our essential wax uh, we played the Embrace LP the Goodwill out that came out in 1998 and uh, played a couple of tracks One Big Family and uh, Retread and prior to hearing that, uh, we heard a little Graham Goldman anecdote with an acoustic uh, called About 10cc. Now, there have been some casualties this week. There always are, because I did mention that I'd uh, brought uh, more records than I could get to for a three-hour programme. So I had to ditch, I'm afraid, Telstar Ponies. The heartbreaks got bumped, as did Goodbye Mr McKenzie. So there's, there's room for them on another day. So much music, so little time, as you all know. So let's talk about the nitty-gritty of uh, the Real Society. Now, uh, the interview is just around the corner, which I'm sure you're grateful for, because it means that you haven't got to listen to me, but you can listen to, uh, listen to Michael uh, talking about all things that are Real Society. Uh, to say they're interesting uh, is, uh, is an understatement. Uh, they've got maturity beyond their years in terms of their output, and uh, I'll run these URLs by you. Facebook.com slash The Real Society 
and that is V-R-Y-L-L, in case you're wondering. Soundcloud.com slash the hyphen of real hyphen society. And Delta Sonic, where their debut long player is going to be released with a bit of luck, and where their singles are accessible, is deltasonicrecords.co.uk slash artist hyphen, sorry, not hyphen, slash the hyphen, real hyphen society. And as I always say, these URLs are all in the show notes. So we've heard a wonderful track uh, called Perfect Rhythm. We're going to hear another one now entitled Sacred Flight from earlier this year.
Society with Sacred Flight, a single from earlier this year. Gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. They're a tremendous outfit. So I'm not going to talk too too much more about them. I'm going to leave you in the more than capable hands of, of Michael Ellis to be able to tell us more about uh, the wonderment that is the Royal Society. And I'll be back in about half an hour to tie things up. Hello. Hello, is that Mike? Hello, how much is this cost to you? Uh, it's cost to me the sum total of one cent per hour. Oh, fair enough, fair enough, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm exploiting, I'm exploiting the benevolence of Google. No, yeah, cool, man. I just, I was like, as soon as you see the number, I was like, God, this must be costing me. <laughs> <I'm on." laughs> yeah, well, back in, back Where in the day. I'm in, uh, well, how do you know your geography? Uh, do you know, do you know Canada? That's pretty good. Pretty good. Well, I'm yeah, in the, yeah, yeah. the capital of Canada between Montreal and uh, Toronto, in Ottawa. Is it Ontario, yeah? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good stuff. So you know your geography, yeah. So that's where I am. So about, uh, well, not about. I know that the, I know that the east side is like uh, French speaking, the west is English speaking, right? Uh, well, that's that's part partially true. Like, um, the the the, uh, the French speaking uh, component is Quebec, which is east of us. Quebec, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and actually, I know they've got a big mafia problem in Montreal at the moment. Yeah, well, Montreal really is probably the most modern uh, mafiosa society on the planet, outside of Chicago and New York. Um, but it's not really much. It's not really written about that much. I'm surprised you know about it, to be honest. But it is. Uh, yeah, it's the uh, it's the Rizzuto family, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and the, the, the under the counter sort of black market, uh, um, well, the black market there, especially in the automotive trade. I mean, if anything, if any motors nicked in Canada or anywhere in the east of the of North America, it's usually going to go through the port of Montreal and end up somewhere on the other side of the planet. That's what usually happens. Yeah, and, and, Tor- and Toronto as well. Uh, that's got like a big mafia, but I'm a big, I'm a big um, organised crime buff, like so. Oh, okay, okay. Well, there's no, there's anyway, no. Well, yeah, you're right, because Montreal, uh, sorry, Toronto actually has the largest Italian population outside of Italy, more so than uh, in New York. So uh, there's, there's, there's a history, let's put it that way, and it's something that's uh, it's been around since, you know, pre-prohibition, so it, it hasn't really gone away, but it's not quite the same. But... If you look hard enough, it's there. Yeah, bikers as well as biker gangs. We've got, uh, yeah, we actually have uh, quite quite uh, a large one across the river because the where Ottawa is, the border is the river between Ontario and Quebec. So across the border here, we've got a couple of uh, fairly notorious Hells Angels uh, outfits who the police, let's say the police have a special relationship with them for, for, for obvious reasons. Yeah, and it's, it's quite, it's quite, yeah, yeah, well, you know, a field day, if, if ever you're in this neck of the woods, look me up, <laughs> we can go on a, we can go on an organised crime tour. Yeah, I, our Canada's laws are quite lax as well, aren't they? So you, you can, like, you only get, like, nine years for murder or something, don't you? Like, <laughs> it's like, they really lax the laws. Well, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not sort of promoting, you know, coming to off somebody in Canada, but I mean... No, I th- no, no, I'm just saying that's right, I think that's right. Yeah, we're not, we're not talking Saudi Arabia where they lock your hand off for, for nicking an apple. Um, yeah, they are sort of more lax, especially in, in context with our friends south of the border, where in some states you can still get lethal injection in uh, electric chair. So, 
It's <laughs> yeah, we we don't need that situation, man. That's uh, that's a bit barbaric, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's it's ridiculous. Well, let's work on the justice system and getting it right before you start frying people. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's lovely. It's lovely to be I talking to you. It's lovely to be talking to you because I'm um, I'm obviously a, a fan of the band, and I've been trying to uh, to track you down for for quite a while actually, and got 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 to you through uh, through through management, as it were, and. Uh, so I was just happy to, 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 to be talking to you, especially because I wanted to talk about the, uh, the the new single. So congratulations! It's not brand brand new, of course, but uh, but Shadow of a Wave. I played it. It was great. Like, we only we only, um, we only went to um, we only got part there about three about three weeks ago. I think. Yes, it was pretty new. Oh yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah, it's pretty new. Yeah, it's not old by any stretch. Yeah, but usually you know it's brand spanking. No, yeah, so but I played it last week's show, and uh, it's it, it's a belter of a track. Now, for, for the for the, the people out there who who don't know who you are, come the end of this interview, they're going to know a lot more about you. Um, but just 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 roughly, just, just tune us in a little bit to 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 the the, the choice of names. I know it's got a lot to do with the the Russian occultists. Now, was that your was that your thing, or was that someone else in the band who was familiar with that uh, with that kind of subculture? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one of our friends was watching a TV show, I don't know if you've seen it, called Ancient Aliens. Oh, yeah. Top show. Yeah, it's, I think it's on History Channel. Yeah. At the moment, the current is just digging up the same old stuff again and again because they just want to do season after season. But the first season is great. It's all like the, the fresh kind of stuff. And one of the, one of the, um, the episodes had an episode on... Um, the Nazis' use of um, kind of rocket propulsion and where they got that from. And one of the theories is that they'd had, uh, they'd been influenced by like, extraterrestrials. And one of the groups uh, who was like pioneering this kind of um, research into like alien culture was this, this, this group called the Real Society. So it's like a real, it's a real group, but at the same time, they took, they took it from a book called The Common Race, and that has an actual group called The Real Society in it. Um, so it's like, it's a fictitious thing, and it's factual as well. So our mate was kind of like, oh, you want to check this thing out, The Real Society? And we were like, that sounds like a cool name. So we had a night in, 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 in Liverpool, a club night, that was called The Real Society. And then when we were following this band, we were like, well, that's just called the Society, so that's where it's come from. Great, great, because, I mean, of course, uh, you know, you sit down there to form a band, one of the hardest things you can do, aside from writing a song, is figuring out a, a decent name that's memorable, that, that means something to you that hasn't been used before. It's becoming progressively more and more difficult, isn't it, to, to come up with a name. Um, could you tell us a bit about uh, about D- Dirty Rivers? Because the only material I have by Dirty Rivers is the kid. Now... Could, could, yeah, you, yeah. could you give us a bit that of a background? Kind of like, that was the uh, formative. That was kind of like yeah, because yeah, that came out in 2014, didn't it? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the, the kid. Yeah. And well, what was happening is we were making that type of music, which is kind of like garage rock kind of. It sounded. Mike. It was kind of leaning towards what we're doing now, so we were. We were in the opinion of, oh, we can't really carry on under that flag anymore because it's not that band. We're not that band anymore. So we decided to just, like, 
you know, leave leave that alone and, and, and start this project. So is that is that particular release then? Was that the only thing that really saw light of day from 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 Dirty Rivers? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I, I was I was you know over the last few weeks I've been doing a bit of digging and was unable to find anything else. Um, it, it it gives well what it does it it obviously gives you a little bit of context to to see how you I don't think the right word is progression it's more of an evolution because you are right it it, it did sound rather garagey and it did. I'm not sure if you're familiar with, uh, with a band called The Music uh, from, from Leeds, who, who, who had some, some decent records out about 10, 12 years ago. Uh, uh, and they, they had a very similar sound to the sound that you were, were nurturing with Dirty Rivers, but their, their tenure yeah, was... Yeah, I know who they are. Yeah, I mean, their tenure was very short-lived, because there's only so far you can go with that sound, to be frank, before it becomes a bit... Uh, becomes a, a, a bit, uh, I don't know, overused, I think, you know, because, uh, but anyway, let's talk yeah, about... Yeah, well, we could... Sorry, No, 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 go ahead. No, no, what you're going to say is more important than what I was going to say. We were kind of wanting to push the boat out a bit more, and, um, yeah, we, we just we just knew that we could we could do something a bit more expansive, um, so that, that, that's what we've done, in the essence. Well, I must, I must admit that... that after hearing the kid back, back, back all, all, all those years ago, well, all those years ago, three years ago, to, to hear your subsequent release and, and all the releases since, uh, I'm absolutely blown away by the sound that you've managed to manufacture and become your own. Uh, and, and, and I hate using pigeonholes and I hate using cliches, but you really are an oral soundscape, layered guitar. You could almost be lumped into a shoegaze movement uh, uh, outfit, uh, and, and I must admit that I've done a lot of reading about about your influences, and, I, and I'm really quite impressed with the litany of of out there perhaps bands that uh, you wouldn't really associate with. Uh, and forgive me because I'm I'm aging myself here, Mike. You know, because because you're young lads, uh, and uh, you've got a musical maturity that that kind of. Uh, is, is, is a little bit uh, too mature for your age because you're citing references like Hawkwind and King Gizzard and David Axelrod and uh, Bert Janch and, and, and Miles Davis and that's that's some pretty influential stuff that uh, that uh, a lot of it is jazz based a lot of it is oral sculpture based is that is it fair to say that those, those references and more have have sort of formed formed your uh, your what is what is what I'm looking for? Your persona, because I mean you you've changed and you fa- you found your niche. Tell us more about those type of. Yeah, uh, well, um, we yeah, well, I just said we just wanted to 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 we're quite um we we want to know more about things and we're quite um I mean if if we're in say we go to a new city we want to find out as much about that place and find all the places of interest so we're quite. We're, uh, we're, we're, we've got a bit of a seeker mentality, so we yeah. we really wanted to to ex- explore um, music and and film and art as much as possible, and try and make it as high end as and, and, and as stimulating as possible. Because there's a lot of particularly West Western culture at the moment, a lot a lot of our culture so kind of fast food mentality. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So we were. We were trying to make it like more more high end, high 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 culture, um, which I think it's a bit it's more um, 
it's more rewarding, I think, for the listener and, and for us as well. Um, I think if, it, if there was a band that we were put on tour with um, a while back, I won't, I won't mention who it is, but All right. um, kind of the, their fans, when we were playing it, just clearly just going over the red so like, <laughs> it yeah. was just it was just a bit too much for them. But like I guess because we're getting we're getting loaded on on Radio Six, which is fine by me. I mean yeah. we can get to where we need to be by having Radio Six is back in definitely. For sure, yeah. You found a very good home. You've got some you've got some very very influential mentors. I.e., I think you've hit the nail on the head. It's it's not about uh, pleasing the masses. This is you. Uh, for want of a better expression, it's it's a very very cerebral uh, type of sound that you've got, and, and of late, and I don't know if you've listened to these particular records, but uh, the latest Slow Dive record and the latest Minor Victory records and the latest uh, record by um, what am I talking about? Mogwai. That you're, you're up there, you're up there with these bands who've been doing this for twenty twenty five years in terms of your sound. So I wanted to ask you. Because I know that you've worked with um, you've worked with uh, Joe Fear and Tom and Tom Langworth, uh, sure. And, yeah. and I'm just wondering what's going to happen for, for the for the album proper in terms of its production. Who's going to be behind the the, the desk for that? Um, well, it starts on Wednesday where we start doing the drum tracks on Wednesday. Oh, great! Um, yeah, and it's going to be Joe and Tom um, again. We were thinking about. John Leckie, um, and we, yeah, we, our management got in touch with him when he expressed an interest, but wow. it didn't really seem, it didn't really seem right because we've done everything so far with Joe and Tom, so at least it was, it was the right thing to do to do the album with them as well. Lovely. I'm, I'm glad that you did because there's a consistency in sound. I mean, I mean, when you drop a name like John Leckie, it's like, whoa. I mean, had you not had uh, your experience with Joe and Tom beforehand, then that would be fantastic to jump in with John Leckie. But, uh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, understand, I understand your logic implicitly there. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, so you're obviously very comfortable with them because a, a lot of the time I ask artists, of course, that, I mean, this is your art, this is your baby, and uh, you, you ultimately, mm, it's, sure. it's, like, it's like running a relay. At some point, you've got to pass that baton off to somebody to finish the race for you. Um, so you, you well, put a lot of effort into it, so it wouldn't have been the honourable thing to do by just jumping ship just because, you know. Yep. No good. No good for you. That's fantastic. That's that's uh, huge kudos is due for your decision there. Now, for the uninitiated too, I mean Delta Sonic is a wonderful label, uh, and it houses and has housed some some wonderful bands and, con- and continues to do very good work. Now, are you st- you're still under their management, but you're not really on that label per se, are you? No, no, no. We're not actually. We haven't got a record deal. We've got a publishing deal. We have yeah. management. Yeah. Um, but we don't have we don't have a record label. But we will be putting the record out on Delta Sonic. Okay. Well, that, that's that's good to know. Because could could you mind telling us a little bit about? I think uh, I think anyway, unless. Unless someone comes in and makes us a stupid offer, yeah. at the moment it's um, it'd be going on that sort of yeah. Great stuff. Well, that that that'll be lovely. I mean, for me, that'll be a, man- a management organic growth for you, and it's it, it's home, and they know they know you implicitly, and they'll know how to nurture you. And unless, of course, the mighty universal comes along and gobbles you up, then that's a, that's a decision you'll have to make then, isn't it? Um, but but uh, if you could tell us a little about Alan and Anne, because Alan, bless his heart, uh, his influence is well documented, and I know that. Uh, 
both both him and, and Anne work very closely with you. And I think that the word there, the operative word, is nurturing. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, Alan was the the guy who founded the day with us, and he was the he was there for when we started um, the real society. But um, he sadly passed before we put off a single. Um, well, he passed quite a, quite a long time before we put our first single out, and um, he taught us a lot of things. I mean, the main thing that he taught us is that you only need a practice room to, to, to conquer the world. That's all you need. All you need is forty four walls <laughs> and your instruments, and you um, you're in the game pretty much. Yeah. Um, because that's all you need. Because there's a lot of a lot of people know that they, they put all their um, their time and effort into social media yeah. and the internet and all this, but as far as I'm concerned, if if your music's not good enough, then just more people are going to know that your music's rubbish. So like, so the, the, the main thing is, is getting that right and then everything else follows suit. So um. he said to me once, I don't really know anything about this, this internet nonsense, like, but the only thing they do know is that you still need to have good tunes. That's what we try to do. Well, he's not wrong. I mean, that's pretty sage advice. I mean, without without quality content, whether it's musical, artistic, verbal, uh, what whatever, uh, social media is only only of little use to you if 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 your end product's rubbish. All it's going to do is showcase it and and, pro and actually uh, shorten your shelf life because more people are going to get wise to how bad you are quicker than they would normally. To to be perfectly honest. Sure, um, I also think it's like talk. I I. For music, I don't even I don't know if if the internet is actually a good thing. I think it's took a lot of the romance away from it, unfortunately. Like, but because um, I mean, in ten years' time from now, let's say there's a band um, who's 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 really done well, and and there's like a documentary about them, and you've got the the A and R guy going, yeah, they got to ten thousand Twitter followers, so we signed them. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Just it's just it just sounds it just sounds awful. Well, you know, I'm, I'm ex-music industry, so I know all about that, and I know about the the, the, the sordid end of things about shifting units, but you also, uh, it's a transitional phase in music, and I talk to a lot of artists about uh, about Pledge and and, uh, and Kickstarter campaigns and Bandcamp and, and maintaining your own, uh, you know, your own captaincy of your own ship. And, and music right now is is going through a massive transition and has got an identity crisis. If you're an end user like me, it's great value. But if you're a band and you're trying to make a living and making good music and actually want to get paid what you're worth, it's a very, very slippery slope once you start chucking your stuff on Spotify and, and, and iTunes and get your, get your royalty check that is, a, is, a, is two or three zeros short of what it should be. So that, that aspect of the business has got a lot of maturing to do. And uh, you know, if you're radio ed, it makes no odds. If you're the real society... Yeah, because you're, you're from the other side of the fence, you're already there. Well, that's it. All you're doing, is, all you're doing is, is satiating the wants and needs of people who you know, who've been with you forever, and you've got this listening captive audience. You, you're in the process of building that. So it's not really conducive to... Uh, to helping up-and-coming bands and, and there's no substitute for, for, for hard well good music hard work gigging good management and uh, just just in an aggregated capacity just working hard and, uh, and a lot of people are, 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 are quite work shy when it comes to that and, and I think you make a good point 
you know, let's chuck up some tidbit on, on, on Twitter and judge and judge your popularity by the increment of likes. Well, we all know how fickle that is. It takes a split second to like something. It takes a split second to forget about it. And it's indelible mark that it's left with you is nothing. So we all, we all know what, uh, what, what that gets you. So let's tell us about the magnet because you've got, you've got well, for want of a better expression, you, you've had uh, a bit of a residency at the magnet, haven't you? We have. Um, we have one, we've got one more show left on the 29th of September. It's been a good chance for us to showcase a lot of new songs and um, also showcasing a lot of new bands in Liverpool um, that people might not have, have heard. And it's, it's gone well. The last, one, the last one that we did the other week was, um, it was packed to the rafters, it was great. And um, it's probably the better was that the one with Strange Collected, The Floor Men and Peach Fuzz? That's right, yeah. Yeah, and the next yeah. one's going to have, well, a band that I know of, uh, Sugar Men, you're going to be working with at, 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 on the 29th. Yes. And then uh, Bribes, and the Mis- yeah, Bribes and the Mysterines, I think, as well, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll be playing a lot of songs off, off the album. Oh, great. Um, at that one. So if you're um, lucky enough to be in, uh, in the loop... Can you make it? <laughs> oh, cracking. Oh, oh, I wish. I wish. My wife's there at the moment. Actually, she's at a wedding right now in Birmingham. But, uh, you know, I'd love to make it. But uh, one of these times, I'd love to see you over here. So why don't we talk about South by Southwest? That must have been a real buzz for you. That was great, yeah. Um, it was... It, 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 Fantastic. So in that in that regard, yeah, great. The, festival, the, the actual festival was as well. <laughs> but no, how's the reception though? Because I mean, to to, to to most people, they've never heard of you. So you look you look in the crowd, and you, you, you know, obviously, you're looking into people's eyes, and you're looking at uh, you're looking at people swaying in the crowd. They, they they must have got it. So how the reception was good then? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um... We got we got a few we got quite a few promoters coming up to us asking about us. Um, oh great! Uh, we just we just passed them on to management kind of thing. But, um, <laughs> That's what they're we, there for. We had like yeah no well we passed we passed the name then uh, name and email over and then we just went partying with them. Oh fantastic! <laughs> and then just just complete yeah we ended up in like in someone's apartment until like six in the morning. You do the maths. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and um, what else? Oh, how's happening? Yeah, they were from New Orleans, I think, but they were like promoters in in um, in, in in Austin, Texas. To be honest, I I've had some like nights out in Liverpool where the place is absolutely shocker, but I've never seen anything like up like an American city on a Friday night. It was absolutely I've never seen anything like it. Absolute mayhem, like. Well, Austin, Austin is Austin's an anomaly. I mean, in, in Texas, Austin is this epicenter of cool, surrounded by, you know, ten-gallon yeah, hats. Yeah, we were told that. Yeah, we were told that it's quite a it's quite a left field. Um, it is city, but I didn't quite I didn't quite get it. Like, uh, I, I maybe wasn't there long enough because there were so many people from 
all around the world. That's it. Really get to meet any proper Austin people, so I couldn't really tell you whether it was avant-garde or not. Yeah, well, I think next time you go, go, go not during festival time, and you really, you really reap the benefits because it's kind of like uh, Athens, Georgia, where REM, you know, started out. Yeah, these segregated little areas in the south because typically, you know, I've got redneckophobia. I was just in New Orleans myself. I had a, had a tremendous time there. But uh, there are parts of the southern states where I've been in, and felt entirely out of place and also places where I wouldn't go for love nor money. <laughs> but uh, but Austin, Texas, very progressive. I think the right word's progressive. And, uh, you know, anything that, that involves no guns in Texas is deemed progressive. Because it's a mm. it's a wacky wacky place. So let let, let me just ask because I mean we've talked about some of the Liverpool bands and and I've had uh, you know loads of scouts on the program in the past. I mean most notably lately I was talking to uh, uh, to, to Peter Hooten and he was talking about the scene amongst other things. Um, are there are there any bands that that you should uh, that think think that we should be aware of that that uh, are particularly good? There's a band called Fuzz that I got. Yeah. Uh, F U double Z. Yeah. Um, no, no, sorry. F U S S. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, they're pretty good. Um, you know the Sugarman. Yeah, that that would be that probably be the two I'd recommend. Fossing the Sugarman. Yeah, fantastic. Well, Sugarman are fantastic. I really, really do have a soft spot for them, and looking forward to some new material from them, which is supposed to be before the end of the year. Now, when it comes to your. Uh, your 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 debut full length, as it were. You're doing the you know you're doing your drum tracks next week, as you said. Do, do you have a a, yeah. a release date, or are you thinking somewhere what round about November? Yeah, uh, Jan January. Oh January, okay, great, good stuff. So you're gonna and is everything gonna be done? But before then, there'll be another there'll be another two singles before then, and then another single after. Oh, brilliant! Okay, you beat, you beat me to my next question. Now, your singles are, are by and large. There's the odd there's the odd mint on vinyl. The majority on, on in digital format, and uh, you know there's one or two CDs. Now for these next two singles, will will do you, do you know what formats you'll be offering them on, or, or is it too early at this point to talk I about? I have that? no idea. <laughs> it's just because I get asked. I tell you, I'm yeah. sorry. No, no, but don't. The album, the album will be on every platform you can think of. Okay, so eight track and cassette, the full Monty. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, well, yeah it'll, be, it'll be on everything, like so. It's good. The reason I ask yeah, is because and the singles will be on that anyway. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I've got I've got everything you've done so far, but it's in bits and bobs depending on you know that's that's digital, that's CD, that's vinyl. Uh, the reason I ask is because I've got some friends who, who love your music and and they're uh, uh, for want of a better expression, they're vinyl snobs and they want your material on vinyl. So uh, they'll be listening. Yeah, they'll I be listening. Totally, totally get where they come from. Yeah. Um, but. I think on on most of the time, the, like the amount it it costs uh, to course. do it, I think it's just uh, it wouldn't have been worth it, you know, for just a single. But obviously yeah. for the album, well for the EP, it, it was worth it. Like, but for the album, um, that's I mean the album's got it's ninety percent new stuff. Oh, brilliant! Okay, like, so more. The only the, there's only two tracks that you will have heard, and that would be. Shadow Waves and Perfect Rhythm, and the rest is new, new stuff. Oh, that's great because you know bands are notorious for 
releasing EP, then single, then the album comes out, and you've already got uh, seven of the twelve songs. Not the no, case. No, no, it's all all new, all new, all new stuff. Like we just, we didn't want to. Well, that's that's part of the reason we didn't want to give you know short change people want, want to give people value for money. Like oh yeah. Um, plus as well, we we had loads of we have, we've got loads of new 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 songs, so they they people need to hear them. Superb. Now, is it going to be a 10-track or a 12-track? Do, do you know that much yet? Um, 10 or 11, yeah, 10 or 11. Great, great. So, it's a, it's so a, 80% of it, you wouldn't have heard. <laughs> excellent. No, that's great. That's that's what I was hoping because uh, new material is always the lifeblood of the industry. Um, I've got, got a couple of uh, more questions for you, the first of which is um, I'm, going to air, I'm going to record the show tomorrow. Uh, and the audience know that I dropped the interview in. Uh, uh, I'm going to play three songs by you. I played the I played the new single last week, so I won't be playing that. I'll be picking a couple of songs uh, to play. But uh, I always play three. So would you like to choose the third song by by the Real Society for me to play? Um, yes. Um, what's, um, the egg. Have you got the egg. Yeah, I've got I've got it all. Absolutely. Yeah, the egg is smashed. So I'll, I'll play that yeah, one. The egg, yeah. And uh, this last question. It's not designed to be flippant. It's designed to actually be the polar opposite. And uh, but, it, but having said that, it's got nothing to do with music. Um, so let's say that you know next next year you're gigging and you're in you're in Ottawa. Uh, you're around my place and I stick the kettle on and got a brew in your hand and I bring out the big the, the biscuit tin. It's but the only difference being it's a magic biscuit tin and you can choose any biscuit on God's green earth. What would you choose? Oh, what are those? Oh, I forget what they're called. The ones where it's just plain biscuit with the um, with the cream in the middle. What ones are they? Oh, you mean you mean they they've got uh, it's it's the the white creamy stuff in the middle, the custard creams. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're colossal. Okay. Well, because I'll tell you, I've got this I very. Imp- more, that was me nan used to have more time. Oh. I'd take one biscuit off, and then I'd like. Childhood memories. Childhood memories. That's fantastic. It is because I mean, you know, you know, you you can laugh about biscuits, but you know, as a part of British cultural society, the biscuits are very, very prevalent. More biscuit consumption. Yeah, apparently we consume more than anyone else in Europe. But by capita in the world, but chocolate and biscuits, Britain. In the world. Yeah. Well, we're a big team. Tea drinking nation, so I mean, one goes with the other, doesn't it? Really? Absolutely, yeah. That's like, why I've got uh, coconut, whatever, or, peanut yeah, butter sandwiches. <laughs> so, so yeah, I've got this very intricate spreadsheet, like infographic. So I'm going to add you to that under the custard cream category, and I'll be, I'll be sending that along to management. Yeah, custard cream, jam, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. make sure, make sure you get your hands on that chart that I'm going to be sending to management. But in the meantime. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, and I'm so glad to have been able to catch up and, and share this with the listenership. And perhaps, you know, um, next year after the album's released and you've got uh, these these next three singles under your belt, perhaps we could uh, reconvene and talk about uh, how life has changed since the album's been released. But um, that, that, sure, yeah, uh, sure, no problem. That's yeah, lovely. I, I guess I'd have. A bit more money in my pocket by then. <laughs> well, you, well, the spare room's yours if you want it out here. If you ever want to get out these neck of the woods. Um, so, um, on that note. Well, we're going to Sicily after we finish the um, after we finish the album. We're going to go to Sicily because we played there. Um, I've got a bit of a bit of a soft spot for the place now. 
Uh, well, you, well, you, well, you and your, your... Do absolutely nothing and come back and write a separate album. Brilliant. Fuel by, by sentiment of Sicily, the old world and the mafiosa, perhaps. Totally, yeah, well, and Sicilian uh, hospitality oh. was absolutely unbelievable. They were baking us cakes and showing us to their grandparents. You couldn't speak a word of English, but it was, it was nice anyway. And taking us down to the beach and then charging, charging us for it later through, through Sicilian extortion techniques. <laughs> well, your, your, side, your side project of your history buff uh, aspects for, for Mafios is great, so maybe the second album might have uh, some some sort of undercurrent. I had to keep my mouth shut when I was in Sicily, like. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you'd want to do that, especially being a scouser. You've just got to keep keep it buttoned, keep it buttoned, because. Uh, yeah, I was trying to try stay low key, like blow, blow the radar, like. Well, make make sure you take your own advice next time you go. I will do. <laughs> so, so magic. Well, well, in, in the meet. My name. My name's Dara. D A R A. Dara. Oh, yeah. You're you Irish, are you? No, no. It's just the name I was lumbered with. I'm not Irish at all. Oh, right, okay, no, oh no, there's no G H on the end. But uh, I'll, I'll be sending everything uh, to, to you via via, I suppose, Matt and Anne. So uh, make sure you ask them uh, to get your hands on the, on the podcast and uh, and the and, sure. the and the chart. And in the meantime. Best of luck to you, and uh, let's keep in touch and uh, try and resume next year and see see what's happening. Pleasure. Okay, fine, sir. Thanks a lot. All the best. Take care. Okay, God bless. Bye. So I'm hoping that you're as excited as I am about the prospect of a full length uh, by the Real Society coming out uh, early next year. I really, really am, and it's also great to know that they're not recycling tracks, that only two tracks previously released are going to be on the, the new long player. Good news indeed. Now, as you heard there, uh, we had uh, Michael curate his own song. So, in keeping with that, let's play the egg off the Pangea EP. <laughs>
of Real Society. What a star outfit. As requested by Michael himself. That's the egg from the Pangea EP. And that's a wrap, as they say, for episode 53 of Near Perfect Pitch. Thanks so much for listening. Please do spread the word and uh, encourage people to visit nearperfectpitch.com. And once they do, they can find all the ways and means that best suit them to listen to the programme. And uh, do follow us. And by the word us, I do mean me, at uh, Near Perfect Pitch is uh, uh, the Instagram handle, Near Perfect Pitch is Twitter, Near Perfect Pitch is the Facebook page, and that's all you need to know. Back next week, all the best, ta-ra!